This is a Jomo Studios presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back in this motherfucker. Welcome to the Joe Moffitt Show. I am your host, Joe motherfucking Moffitt. And baby, I'm back. Yeah. How y'all been doing, man? I hope y'all holidays have been good. I hope, I hope somebody just heard the, 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 the Christmas of my voice, the, the crispness. Don't I sound a little more crisper? The crispness in my voice. And put a little smile on your goofy ass motherfucking faces. Man, I missed you niggas. Y'all have no fucking idea. And we are back, as always, coming to you all the way live. From the Joe Mo Studios in the beautiful city of Enid, Oklahoma, where things have just, things may have changed, but it's still a lot of shit that's still the same, pimpin'. Don't think that I didn't change not a one itsy-bitsy morsel, not a damn drop. I'm just happy to be back with y'all. You have no idea. I have missed you fuckers. Oh my God. <laughs> Shit, man, hold up. The work has been real. I've been pushing hard for y'all, getting some new content together. Um, just to let those that might think, oh, shit, Joe lost his damn mind. No, I'm good. But there's some things, as y'all know, that have been going on. And I, I will get into those topics after some uh, upcoming Announcements that I need to make first. Uh, just quit heads up if anybody's wondering. Yes, I've been fine. Me and my family are wonderful. I hope all you guys had a wonderful holiday season. Uh, as y'all know, I took this break to work on my comedy and everything and get my stage presence up. And needless to say, uh, I, I have a product that I can honestly stand behind say it's mine and be very proud of it. So this little hiatus was good for me. I hope some of these changes uh, will not only reflect on stage, but also reflect in the show, you know. Uh, this is my main product. It always has been. Uh, I serve you guys first and foremost and usually the nastiest because uh, I know that's what gets y'all off, you freaky motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> damn it! I'm back in this bitch. Shit! Uh, I ain't never been happier to be back somewhere before. Shit! And this is the only job on the planet that my dumb ass can get away with taking a six week vacation. And nobody tell me shit. So, <laughs> I I ain't tripping. You know, I ain't tripping that one bit. It's all good. It feels great. You know. Uh. But as I said, I do have some announcements and some things that's going to be coming up uh, as well as some people that I will be working with from here on out. Um, uh, first of all, one of my uh, sponsors for this evening's show, and he will be uh, sponsored for the next few weeks' show because he is coming out with a book um, as well as a new comedy album and a, uh, I'm more than sure, tour. Um, rubbing it in, wink, wink. Uh, somebody, wink, wink, hopefully we'll be a part of wink, wink, getting down on this wink, wink, since I'm giving all this promo for wink, wink, free, and I love my homie, wink, wink, but yeah, I need to get on that rolling it. Uh, but yes, this is uh, for Mr. Lavelle Velivere Harris. His book, I Got Problems, is now available for pre-order. Uh, why wait for your copy? Make your purchase today via PayPal. Purchases can be made at, um... Valley Vale, that's V, uh, V is in Victor, E L L Y V E L Entertainment 
at gmail.com. The books are $15 per copy, and it is uh, $5 shipping and handling um, for the book to be delivered to you. All copies will be autographed by Vail himself. Uh, just a quick uh, background story on the book is to be able to take a ride uh, down a road of hilarious moments in the life of Vellyville. A journey dealing with a crazy grandmother with stops along the way to a pimping pastor. This will help you to understand when you hear Vellyville says, I got problems. This collection of memorial, uh, memorable instances and moments will give you an insight into the life of the comedian you know and love today. You will laugh until it hurts and feel a measure of sympathy while recognizing massive strength in him. And most definitely find the truth in the title, I've Got Problems, after enjoying this outstanding publication. So make sure you guys uh, be on the lookout for Vale. He also got a comedy album coming out called I, I Ain't Shh, which is I Ain't Shit, but it's I Ain't Shh for the common folk. Uh, so be on the lookout for those as well. Also, y'all always know my big sister Jocelyn. She runs uh, All Spice Emporium. Uh, make sure you check her out for all your seasoning needs. Um, she also has her, she's updated her popcorn line to in, include some new exciting flavors. So you can check her out on Etsy, Pinterest, and also on Facebook under Allspice Emporium. For those that can't spell Emporium, it's E-M-P-O-R-I-U-M. If you can't spell Allspice, check the seasoning rack in your goddamn kitchen. If you ain't got a seasoning rack in your goddamn kitchen, use a lazy bitch. Get off your ass and make a proper motherfucking thing. Now. On with the show. Wait. No. Not on with the show. Oak Muggy, Oklahoma. Be on the lookout February 9th. Me, Vail, Mr. Metavoria, Judy Drake, Lee, uh, Lenny Van Horn, and many others will be showing up to the Best Western Inn um, in what I am assuming is a entertainment complex in there somehow. Perhaps a ballroom. Uh, hopefully we're not uh, poolside. It's been cold in the motherfucker out here. Uh, we'll be performing live for you guys. Uh, tickets are $10 pre-sale, $15 at the door. So check that out. Also, uh, February 10th, I will be here on home turf uh, with Vail, I'm sure, again, as well as Mr. Metaphoria and Julie Drake and others um, at Boondocks. Um, it's going to be at 301, um, I believe it's 301 East Maple. And you guys check us out, and we're going to have a good goddamn time on both of them dates. And, of course, as two dates come up, I will let you guys know on performances as they arrive. There we have it. You know, don't trip, nigga. I was on, like, I did, like, three damn shows back to back, a couple days off to back, back in December. And then had another one December 11th. And so, needless to say, your boy been pushing. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all remember the whole situation with, uh... The Blues Festival, and that had to unfortunately get, get moved. Um, complications beyond my control, of course. And uh, when that happened, everything from the comedy side just blew up. And it's just it's been on that in the last few weeks. I ain't going to lie. It's been a little slow. It's been a minute since I touched stage. And Lord knows I'm getting itchy. That's why I was ready to get back to the show. But I wanted to make sure to take enough time. And the reason why I took that time off is because I had to get my set together. And, of course, y'all know me. I had to get my dumb ass together. Uh, life to be lived, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, you know, just wanted to get the show together. And I, I was looking into my formats, and I was like, I, I want this to be the last time I say this bastard name for a little while on the show, and that's Donald Trump. I know I can't avoid him because no one else can either. Um... But I do want it to be known, and I want everybody to understand that my focus going here on out for the show is going to be based on a human level. Y'all have heard me talk about this a lot um, when it comes to humanity and, and just being human, okay? We are human beings. I hear everybody say, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm a, I'm a baseball player. I'm a basketball player. I do this. I do this. Shut up. You're only human after all. Okay? You're a human being. We are people. That is what we are. We are not the shit that we go sit around with a bunch of niggas with on Sunday just because we need something to do. I watch football. 
I am a football fan, but that's not who I am. I work at a pawn shop. I'm a pawnbroker. Y'all know by my talent and entertainment, that's not who I am. That's not daddy. Okay? Y'all know that. I ain't lying. So, it it kind of throws me for a loop when I hear all these titles and transitions being made by people. Hold on. I need to twist my mic real quick. Got a little twisted up there, guys. Sorry. Yes, I'm, I did a sound check earlier, but then I'm having to do another one. Shut up. Shit. Getting a weird echo, and I don't like it. I have a role going here. Anywho. Hi. Ha <laughs> ha. But uh, nonetheless, new format, yes. So my focus here that I'm wanting to create is a format associating with human nature, the human spirit, everything that drives the blood that is in our veins. That is is what I want to become my focus. That is what I want to become my passion. I think we as people have lost a lot of focus on just that uh, on on the aspect and the understanding of we are human beings we are not here to be perfect we are not here to have an understanding of everything we do need to stop being lazy motherfuckers and learn I can say that out loud I think there's a lot more space that needs to be created for, for questions I think there's a lot more space that needs to be created for answers. Um, I don't have a problem with you having a basis of the way you think, but if there's any a way of a portion of your thinking that would allow you to believe that another person, whether by skin, whether by situation, whether by circumstance, is not capable of living up to their best abilities, we have a problem. Okay? That's fucked up. I'm be honest with you. It's not cool. We got a problem. And it's happening every single day. There is a constant swarm all day long. Consistent of situations Involving circumstances that could possibly allow a person to not want to be at their best. It's a situation of circumstances that may keep a person from being at their greatest. But just because they're at that circumstance, that doesn't mean that defines them. That doesn't mean that that makes them and and determines who they are. That does not mean that is what they're all about. We are all human beings in this world. We all come together to work. We come together to live. We come together to eat, sleep, fuck, chill, smoke, ride, hang out, shoot guns, look the stars, listen to music, dance, eat, sing. Enjoy each other. But then we also come together to spread hate. And I don't don't get that. Because a lot of that hate really consists of towards each other. Towards the very essence of being and doing better. Not just for yourself but for everyone around you. You know? Feel It's not hard. I'm not asking you to be perfect at this shit. Ain't nobody saying that, please don't say, Jordan sat here and said, there's a formula to get this shit done. There's not. To which, y'all always know, I, I, I have a, I do have a main topic that I, I plan on discussing tonight. Uh, we are going to still carry on newsworthy situations uh, because that's a lot of the driving force. It's that information and and how it's being relayed to us that that is very important. And 
the situation that I'm going to talk about tonight involves a gentleman um, that I, I don't I don't want to say and I can't call it as clear cut okay kill somebody bang bang shot them they did it's your fault okay heard some shit that blew my fucking mind today they said a young lady here in, in Enid got a second degree murder charge after she stabbed someone to death bitch you didn't stab somebody to death motherfucker that is a instant first degree murder charge that is murder I don't know how you can I don't know how the hell we a degree back from you stabbing a motherfucker that nigga that's that is murder I'm gonna fuck. You kill a goddamn dog right now, they're gonna call you a fucking murderer. I shit you not. But your ass can quite possibly eventually bring your ass back home after you done killed somebody. Because these niggas in sat here and called us damn second degree. And I know these motherfuckers that in the neighborhood and situation where they was at, I'm pretty sure ain't none of them got no money. So I mean, I don't know what part of privilege this is. But I digress. That's, you know, it's clear cut. Okay? Cut your finger, moving papers. Where'd you get it from? Paper cut, swipe this, paper cut, there it is, clear cut. In this situation, it is not clear cut. Okay? Not even by a little bit. And I say it's not clear cut because there are people who feel that they can actually step out on a limb and come to the gentleman's defense. Okay? I'm going to take a few steps back. Do we remember the Kobe Bryant story? Everybody remembers the Kobe Bryant story. Which Kobe Bryant story am I talking about? You fuck that girl in the hotel in the ass. I'll wait, let y'all get your memories together while I slip on some delicious, delicious beverage. I got cut him off like a motherfucker. Anywho, uh, yeah, Kobe, fucking old girl in the ass, right? Yeah. She tried to say raped her. They ran DNA sample on her drawers. This bitch had a whole flock of seagull come in her motherfucking drawers. Okay. Put out as a nasty hoe. Whole situation should have blew over. Didn't blow over because Kobe said to go home, deal with his wife. Deal with the consequences of his actions, whatever. So, in that situation, the man was wrong in not the action that he committed, but that he committed the action, which after a while was, of course, seen consensual because, you know, you can't really cry rape when you didn't literally gave your pussy to everybody. I mean, damn, if you're going to cry rape on one and you got 37 comes in your draw, you got 38 niggas you about to cry rape on. I'm sorry. Okay? I, I, fuck. I, I, we have got to take this shit more seriously than we are. And I'm sorry. Pointing the damn finger at somebody else or instantly making somebody a criminal just because somebody then said some shit you understand what I'm saying? Y'all remember my story last year. Y'all remember the shit that happened to me. Do we need a recap? Let's take one, shall we? Job I was at. They hired this little duck-ass chick. Tried to be friendly with this monkey-mob motherfucker. Next thing I know, I'm sitting here being called a damn sexual harasser. Even though this raggedy bitch was literally telling me about her whole life story of why she was a, of her being a raggedy bitch. And all I did was listen and do everything in my power not to call. I didn't call her a raggedy bitch. I should have called her a raggedy bitch. Then I'd have had something to really be in fucking trouble for. You know? Yeah, I remember that shit. And what the hell do? She called a fucking sexual harassment. Ain't put a fucking fingernail near this motherfucker. Ain't Coughed near this bitch. If a fart got her way, it's only because she stepped up too soon. Too soon. Too soon. 
And for lying her motherfucking ass off, I can call her a trot mouth, chip two, buckethead bitch anytime I choose to because, nigga, that's what I do. Because at the end of the day, I was justified. Words play a major part in every damn thing we do. And it is certain situations and circumstances that you have to be careful on how you word things when you are dealing with a large portion of people. The problem is that we as a people have turned this dark eye on acts that have been atrocious and should be turned to a dark eye so that now every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's may have had a bad situation or may have had a situation where they might be able to profit from. And y'all get mad at me. Fuck y'all. It happens. Okay? If it happens, uh, goddamn. Anybody that ain't never heard of nobody profiting off another motherfucker off some bullshit, you stupid and naive as hell. I ain't gonna sit here and explain this shit to you. This is real. Y'all don't know what that I don't know if whoever is new here, I'm gonna take a moment to explain the way this shit go. Here on the Joe Moffat Show, I say a whole lot of real shit real quick for the real folks that wanna hear it. If your ass can't handle it, please, by all means, let me know. Comment, holler at me. It ain't gonna change a motherfucking thing. I just like to know, let you, I just like to let you know I am concerned about you, nonetheless. And if you ever want to question anything that I got something to say, we can have an invigorating conversation about this shit over a lovely cup of tea or a blunt. I don't give a fuck. Okay? But whatever you do, do not judge me simply off of everything. Just don't judge me. You can judge me off of my beliefs. But understand, Joe Moffat is here for the greater good. I wouldn't, I, I pay a monthly fee to tell you motherfuckers a, a better way of doing shit. And not saying in a barking way or in a bullying way, oh, this is how you should live your life. No, nigga. I mean, goddamn. I'm, it ain't that serious. But, I, well, look, I ain't no fucking doctor to tell you no shit like that. No way. This is, this is fun and jokes. You know? But in the same breath, it's some serious shit going on out here and it needs to be discussed. So here we are, having an invigorating discussion about some crazy-ass shit. Back on the Joe Moffat Show. <laughs> Damn, I missed y'all. So yes, the story that I'm talking about is Aziz Ansari. Now, up to the moment where I'm recording this episode, it's 6.33 p.m. I'm looking at my, at my laptop and I don't see anything has come up as far as to say that he has been found guilty of like 87 people that he's done this to, okay? For those that have not heard the Aziz and Zari story, everybody's heard, you know, if you haven't caught before I go in, I need everybody to stop this episode if you don't know what's going on in Hollywood. If you don't know what's going on in Hollywood, I need you to stop this episode. I need you to go to your computer, laptop, or phone and type in hashtag MeTooMovement. We'll talk about that in a minute. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Uh, y'all sit y'all asses down somewhere. Uh, yeah, uh, Me Too movement, look up, I'd say, look up actor Corey Feldman, I'd say, look up, um, actress Rose McGowan, I'd say, look up, uh, definitely look up Harvey Weinstein, yeah, fuck that, just look up Harvey Weinstein and go from there, everything will stem down from that nasty, sick, disgusting motherfucker, low down, limp, dick, rat, bastard. Nasty motherfucker. Fellas, I, if I gotta say this, whoa! I can't even say that before I say this. As a public service announcement through the midway of this episode, allow me to be the first to say if your stupid ass is eating a goddamn Tide Pod, I will come to your house and dick punch you. And bitch, if you ain't got a dick, I'll give you one and punch that too. 
you dumb motherfuckers. We gonna put them goddamn tide pods down. I can't believe in 2018 I'm having to tell niggas not to eat soap. On purpose. With a camera. In your dumb ass face. Wondering why you didn't burnt off the roof of your motherfucking mouth putting chemicals and shit in your shit. I'll tell you a story, you dumb motherfuckers. When I was eight, I learned two valuable lessons. One, never say cuss words if you're eight years old and you're in the presence of a crazy bitch. And... Don't eat motherfucking soap. Let me explain to you how this went down, shall we? Come on in. Now, I'm in the living room watching a movie. Eight years old. No business watching motherfucking 48 hours in the first damn place. Alright? But Eddie Murphy was my favorite at that time. I would go to sleep watching Coming to America and wake up watching motherfucking 48 hours. That was my shit. All right? Just to give you a background. Nigga, I watched Eddie Murphy's Raw more before I was 10 than I probably watched the fucking Smurfs. All right? Okay. I'd watch these movies, and I'd enjoy the hell out of myself. And in the midst of enjoying the hell out of myself, I get a little excited. You know? What the fuck? I I was a little kid, watching the movie, doing a little gun jays, pop out, you know, shit going on, everything's fun, you know, having a good time. I get excited, watch the movie, you know. Get a little crazy, you know, bouncing around, like, yeah, all right, yeah, run, yeah. catch that cocksucker. <laughs> These are the words that flew eloquently out of my eight-year-old mouth, <laughs> Okay. Catch that cocksucker. <laughs> that was crazy shit. Because <laughs> like I said, I'm eight years old. I'm watching this movie. I'm minding my business. I ain't fucking with nobody. I am in the zone. I don't give a fuck who was around me at the time. I am enjoying the fuck out of this movie. So I say, catch that cocksucker. Within minutes, I am in the bathroom. With a crazy bitch who my father was dating. She freaks out. Brian, why would you say such a word? I'm freaking out because I'm thinking this big bitch about to whoop my ass. I hadn't caught an ass whooping up to six years old yet. And I wasn't ready. I'm up to eight years old yet. And I wasn't really interested in catch. Well, I actually caught one from my mama. And I knew she wasn't my mama. But this motherfucker was huge. And if she hit me, it wasn't nothing I'd have been able to do about it. I'd have just been fucked up. There it is. So I'm thinking she going to beat my ass. So I'm whipping up the, the Category 5 fucking tears. I do the, this. Was, that was my go-to as a kid. If I pull up the Category 5 tears, I figure I get the less amount of swats. Because I'm already... Crying and remorseful, so therefore, part of the job was done. That shit never fucking worked, but it was worth the goddamn effort. So I'm in there with this chick, and the funny part about it was she really she didn't have nothing to hit me with, but a toothbrush. I'm like, she gonna beat my ass with a toothbrush? The next thing you know. She put the toothbrush down and she grabs a bar of soap. I'm like, no. Because I had already seen the Christmas story a thousand times up to that point, too. I watched a lot of fucking, but Eddie Murphy, Christmas story, I watched a lot of fucking TV. Fuck you, don't judge me. My parents didn't love me like that. Look, I watch TV. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so she pull out this soap and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You're like, I know you wonder what the fuck I'm doing. I'm like, a little bit, yeah. She's talking about to wash your mouth out with soap. I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed to do? I'm already in trouble, nigga. I mean, damn, and this bitch gonna make me eat soap? How the hell is this possible? You know? 
Some people call this shit child abuse at the time. I don't know. Y'all know my story. This wasn't child abuse, nigga. This bitch was trying to keep me from being destroyed later on in life. <laughs> shit. And sure enough, she made me brush my teeth with soap. Not put soap in my mouth and swish it around. No. I am in this motherfucker crying because I am digging this fucking toothbrush into my teeth with motherfucking oil of Olay. If you ain't never ate, no, no, it was the Dove fucking pure white bar. That shit got jalapeno sauce in it. I don't know how the fuck that's supposed to get your ass clean because it lit the back of my motherfucking throat clean the fuck up. Nigga, I thought I was going to have, like, coughing up layers of goddamn throat for, like, a fucking month. This shit was fucked up. I was nervous and scared as fuck because this goddamn toothpaste was just lighting my whole goddamn face on fire. I sound like one of them bitches on a goddamn back alley trying to keep this shit from going down my throat. Shit. Did everything in my power not to swallow that shit. Fuck you. <laughs> shit. So as a nigga who has been forced to eat motherfucking soap, don't eat motherfucking soap. Then back to the show. <laughs> Yeah. I just had to take time in 2018 to tell motherfuckers not to eat soap. Why, Lord? Shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. But as I digress, um, yes, as I was mentioning before, Aziz and Zari. So, I'm not going to get into the full detail. I read the whole op-ed that the young lady wrote to some website called Babe um, <laughs> which a friend of mine said why the fuck are you going to try to take somebody, how the fuck are you going to take somebody seriously on a website like that, what the hell <laughs> she said ain't no way in hell a motherfucker supposed to be trying to take them fucking seriously on that bullshit website, really so yeah, she you know I I I got some damn references of some shit. I talked to some people about disease. We've I've reached out. I reached out clear to Dallas, Texas, and talked to my big sister. You know I'm gonna tell y'all her response in a second, but I want to give y'all a breakdown of what happened in this story. Basically, uh, step back one more time. This is the account of the young lady, not. The words of Aziz and Zari. These are the account of the young lady. Okay? So, the young lady said that... Let's see here. They were basically starting a, a chat conversation. Um, and... They, they started chatting back and forth. They were friends or considered dating you know um, and basically what happened uh, was as they dated they, they went out actually went out on a date and um, after one of the dates they in turn returned to Aziz's home and uh, had what was consensual sex um, the next day the young lady felt that some of the things that Aziz may have done that night were things that she was uncomfortable with and Aziz feeling necessary he, he apologized because you know he, he maybe I don't know this guy I don't know this nigga shit I don't know what kind of person he is you know but he he seemed genuine in to say you know he didn't say oh bitch you know he could have been an asshole about it alright he could have said look bitch don't ever fuck what you gotta say shit Fucking Harvey Weinstein got a fucking death threat the other week uh, from one of them mafia boss ass niggas, me, uh, uh, Polly Savino, threatened goddamn Harvey Weinstein. If I see that motherfucking street, I'm gonna kill his ass because he shut down his daughter Mira's whole damn career because she didn't want to fuck Harvey Weinstein's wrinkled dick, nasty up pretzel looking ass. That uh, it's an ugly motherfucker. 
I don't call many motherfuckers ugly motherfucker, but that's an ugly motherfucker. And this nigga got the nerve to think somebody gonna want to touch his ink. Mm, yeah. On point, nonetheless. Aziz. So, basically the young lady said that there was, you know, something happened in that situation to where she felt it was the worst night of her life. Um, he felt that you know, they went out to dinner. They ended up in sexual activity. He thought it was all consensual. Then I guess something happened through the consensualness of the situation to where she became uncomfortable. She did advise him of this the next day. And he felt that he needed to apologize because she was hurt and he did. Um, and then now with a lot of the stories that have been brought to light, she too, because the movement is called Me Too, even though the man and her had a conversation and he wasn't a dick about it, you know, I, I, I can't imagine that every sexual encounter for the rest of time is going to have hints of sexual misconduct. I, 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 I don't understand. What, what do we do? You know? Because first of all, if you don't speak up, a nigga ain't going to know. I'm sorry. She said in the op-ed she didn't feel comfortable not saying something. And I'm like, well, how the fuck does that work? Because look, and don't try to get mad at me. I'm a father. I raised two girls. I have been raising beautiful young black women. All of my life. Nieces. Others. Children. Girls I've dated. So on and so forth. I am blessed and happy to say that most of them that I have interacted with. Both boys and girls that have grown up to become responsible adults. have Most of them have not had any problems in their lives. And that is a blessing to know that I have been a part or something in me may have touched them. To where... They don't go out and, and be bad people, but actually do their best to be great. And I'm very proud of all of my children that I've always ever had any interaction with in my life. And I love all of you. Okay? You are all still my babies. Even though Keyshawn will fight you for the crown. <laughs> okay? You go ahead and fight Key for the crown, but... So... As a father, through reading this exchange, I feel that one, there were some things that happened in the situation that would have prevented the entire situation from going into the way it is. And the fact of the matter is, is that we as adults have to start taking responsibility for our own action. And just because somebody says, hey, this happened to me too, it, it may sound familiar. You know, I've had my teeth worked on. I've never had a doctor reach and grab for my dick. Okay? Same situation, totally different circumstances. All right? Okay? I get it. 100%. But as a father, if I can give words of encouragement and education to prevent young men and young women from having situations like this happen, I am here to help. I am not here to chastise disease. I was not there. I cannot sit here and say neither he or the young lady did something wrong. I can say this, which is going to be step one to what is of some of these steps that I think some of y'all can take to keep things from like this, to prevent actions like this from happening in the future. Okay? Step one, ladies and men, interact as ladies and men, ladies and gentlemen, be ladies and gentlemen, ladies be ladies, gentlemen be gentlemen. Do I have to take a, say to take a step back and maybe some of us need to take a step back and take a, a etiquette course, perhaps, you know, read up, 
on 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 how not to to act, okay? You know? It kills me when I see people who support the Me Too movement and slut shaming all at the same time. How? You know? How do them two go together? How the fuck does that even work? You know? But it happens. So let us all take a step back and ladies be ladies and gentlemen be gentlemen. Fellas. If you are going to invite a young lady to your house, do not have any intentions. Not a one. If she comes to you and she puts your dick in her mouth and 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 lets you eat her pussy and get all freaky and filthy and nasty, by all means, nigga, you do everything you can that she lets you do to wear that ass out. Keywords, what she let you do. Just because you get in the pussy don't mean that you can get the booty hole. That is that. It is that. Just because you in the package don't mean you get all the package, my nigga. Okay? Ladies, same effect. If your ass know you ain't going to be comfortable fucking his ass, don't go to his house, period. I'm not saying all men want to fuck you if you bring them back to your house, but in the same breath and light, just don't go. Okay? I don't think there's nothing wrong with me saying that. Okay? There's nothing wrong with having that understanding. If you know you are not comfortable with that, don't do it. Okay? Ladies, let's step back to being ladies. Gentlemen, let's step back into being gentlemen. Okay? Two, conversation is the best fucking tool to keep shit from getting fucked up. Let me explain. They had text conversations and chats. If you are uh, talking about disease and a young lady, text conversation and chats. Not knowing the content of those conversations cannot let us know if the sex chat ever happened. But with the outcome of the story, I can tell you the sex chat didn't happen. Everybody need to have a sex chat with your mate. Okay, I know y'all thinking, I'm talking about the birds and the bees. Sit your dumb ass down. Every time you are in interaction of sexual intercourse with another human being, you need to have the sex chat. And I'm saying this for homosexuals and lesbians too. Y'all need to have the sex chat. Okay? Not everybody like all the nasty, filthy, disgusting shit that you like to do. They might like to do it, but they don't want to do it on the first date. Okay? The first interaction can be just feeling out, but when you have the sex talk, you ain't in there with the lights out just reaching for shit. Okay? I'm going to keep it 100 with you. You got to have the sex talk. This is when you sit down with your partner, whether it be through text messages, whether it be through talking, whether y'all be laying in the bed together, butt naked, getting ready to fuck. Have the damn talk. Slow down, chill the fuck out, and have the talk. If you do that, your situation will be better off because you have an understanding of what this person likes and what they don't like. Okay? My magic question has always been, what don't you like? I hate the list of what you do like because that list is never long enough any goddamn way for me. So I just hope to God, I ask what you don't like. That way, hopefully, if that list go past five things, well, it's a good chance I ain't going to fuck you anyway. I'm, my dick would not want to play with you this evening. Thank you for your time. Good night. I will put my drawers on and go the fuck home. The sex talk can stop a lot of bullshit. Because you have a, you are taking the time, not only that, but you're taking the time to learn about this other human being that you're about to engage in a soul-changing activity with. Okay? We have to stop looking at these interactions as something that is just there. Okay? We have to start looking at our interactions with one another in a deeper level, a deeper meaning and understanding. Okay? When you have sex with somebody, baby, you are 
that is the in-depth of all. And now, look, I'm going to say something else, too. If this is mine, this is a personal for me. You don't have to take this. If you're going to have sex with somebody and they don't want to be 1,000% open when you ever sent, don't have sex with that person. Don't. Because there's too many goddamn chances for you to do something wrong. Just don't do it. I'm serious. You let them work through their damn hang-ups. Go fuck somebody else. Okay? I'm going to be real with you. Because it'll work out a lot better for you in the long run. Yeah, you might hurt their feelings. Oh, well. You ain't hurting them. You, I'd rather hurt a motherfucker feelings than have your ass talking shit to me in a damn woman's magazine talking about I did something wrong while you let me do the other shit that you let me do to your ass. You know? There was a list of shit that she let him do to her. And then there was a list of shit that he asked for that she didn't like. Let me rewind that back a little bit more explicitly. He ate a pussy on the counter in his kitchen. He asked for a blowjob. She didn't want to do it, but she didn't anyway, but she did it anyway and she felt violated. Look. Look. I know what y'all thinking. I know what you're thinking. I know what you... Shut up. I know what you're thinking. But... Nonetheless, and this is the reason why I say, just because you in the pussy don't mean you can stick it in her ass. Okay? Take your time. Patience. Lawfo. Patience. Take your fuck in time. Some of y'all ain't meant to fuck after the first date. Some of y'all ain't meant to fuck after the second date. Some of y'all ain't meant to fuck after having a sex talk. Because some of y'all asses just ain't prepared. Y'all might need a book or a manual or something. Shit, I don't know. Me personally, playboy, I, it, I had a sex talk. You tell me what you don't like, what you do like. If I can formulate this shit in a way to make my dick hard, we ready to go. Don't take much. You know, the two basics, blowjob, pussy. That's it. You ain't got to do nothing else. Unless you're one of them, like, lazy bitches that, like, you know, suck dick and, like, stay around the tip of that motherfucker. You know, I, don't be offended. I, Because I, I will tell you to stop. Please, you're offending me. But just, just, I don't get on top. We're going to make this memorable. You know? And go on. That's a manly approach to a situation. Some of y'all don't take a manly enough approach to a situation because you think you're just trying to get in and, and like I said, filling the rind in the goddamn dark and shit like Stevie Wonder searching for socks. What the fuck? Motherfucker, he want the blue pair. Shit. <laughs> Motherfucker, he want the blue pair. Fuck you. <laughs> that is a sewer rat. <laughs> shit. I don't know, blind motherfucker. I don't there's tons of more laws I can give you. And there's going to be plenty more that I'm going to give you in future episodes. I don't want to... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to engulf a bunch of information as far as my personal opinion on, on how people interact. You know, I've built these laws that I built came from people like my big sister. Because the main thing that she said was, you know, some of these, you know, this came from my oldest sister, Jocelyn. She's almost 50 years old. She has two daughters and a son. She raises a young man who's a very respectful young man. She raises two respectful young ladies. Okay? And just to give you a direct quote or idea of, of how, you know, if you ever need to wonder what the hell you need to do with your shit, you know, uh, here we go. When I asked her the question of what she thought about disease, this is what she said. I think that if a woman has no intentions of intimacy of any kind with a man, she should not go to his home after a date. Even though rape is always wrong, we as women um, have to love ourselves enough to avoid situations, uh, avoid getting in situations that can be avoided. Um, and men need to stop assuming that every woman who agrees to date them automatically want to fuck, suck, kiss, or anything else. Slow down. All women know that motherfuckers think with their dick. Unfortunately, we can't expect men to be respectful, so to avoid all that, 
decide if you're going to fuck before getting into compromising shit. You know, the list goes on and on. And it's, but it's true. It's very simple. A lot of the other undertones that I heard match just that, you know. Some say it because she decided to go back to his house. It should have been open season. I still say nay, you know. Uh, young lady I work with, she says uh, she was telling me about a guy that, that she met. She went back to his house and, went to dr- and had drinks, and they hung out and sat on the couch and watched the movie and was drinking liquor, and and then she went home. That's terrible. That poor guy had to jack off the rest of his evening. Shit, <laughs> he had to jack away the rest of his goddamn evening. You know. Don't care your ass over there if you know you don't have intentions because niggas is going to have intentions. Period. Alright? If you don't know by now, men are dogs. And if we don't fuck, y'all know what I say all the goddamn time. If we don't fuck, our dicks will kill us. And I'm not going to let my dick kill me. So the reason why I'm here to do my new sets and to do my new shows and to help everybody out that I can is because I don't want motherfuckers dying because they dick did not save their life. I think that's fucked up. I think that's crazy. And I think we need to value life way more than that than to let motherfuckers die for their booty hoes. That's just terrible. Alright? It just don't make no goddamn sense. I am an advocate of prostate cancer and I want that shit eradicated just with breast cancer and every other cancer that can go get rid of them all. Okay? Not only that, I, I just, I feel like relation with people is just starting to fall off. We need to fix this shit, man. You know? We need to get back to loving each other, hugging each other, holding each other. Nigga, just waving across the street, turn around and cuss the nigga out under our breath. Goddamn be sociable. Shit. Goddamn. You know, it ain't that damn difficult. It ain't that hard. Be nice. Wave at a person. You never know how you can change it. You can change a nigga whole outlook. You ain't never got to see that motherfucker ever again. Just give him one wave. They don't know you. They'll wave back. It's the asshole. And look at you like, nigga, who the fuck are you? Ain't going to get them all right the first time, motherfucker. But shit, at least try. Humanity needs it. We all need it. We all need to do better. And on that note, I want to thank you for listening. To the return of my dumb ass on the Joe Moffat Show. I appreciate all the love. I appreciate all the kind words everybody sent to me. I appreciate working with folks like Jody B. Um, looking forward to working with Mr. Kevin Guti, who will be a guest on the show uh, in coming weeks, um, as well as many other guests. Uh, Vale, Chris Wright. We're going to have a poetry um, section that's going to be coming out, uh, written by Mr. Metaphoria himself. Um, and many other comedians going to come start coming on the show and we're going to have more conversations and, and get more sociable with this uh, I want show ideas, I want to hear from people I want you guys to get at me and let me know that you're listening uh, we're going to get real interactive with this motherfucker real quick but I just want to kind of knock the dust off of this episode and uh <clears throat> feeling good in the motherfucker uh, but nonetheless thank you guys for listening to me just do, do me um, I am your host, the incomparable Mr. Lovey Chawafi. I love you, motherfuckers. <sighs> ah, and I love me. So, on that note, I'm out this motherfucker. Y'all have a good week. And I'll see you on the next one. Peace. <laughs>